Let's see. All right. How are we doing today, friends? It is Plugo with Love Wrestling. I am joined today ahead of NWA's Hard Times 3 in New Orleans. Camille, the NWA Women's Champion. How are you today, Camille? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Oh, I am hanging in there. Hanging in there. Let's get out. Let's get it right out of the bat with the tough questions. I had an internal struggle all day with this question, right? <laughs> okay. How late is it too late to wish you a happy birthday? Your birthday was on the 24th. It's November yep, it's, it's, 2nd. It's, yeah, it's too late. Too late now. Too late. So the belated <laughs> birthday. What is that window like? It, uh, uh, three days. Three days. Uh, you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Camille says <laughs> three days. So how soon before I can go early birthday? Um, A week. A week. Yes. All right. So three days. So I'm well past the window of wishing you a happy birthday. I had to know. I didn't know because I thought that's such a gray area. But I figured, why not ask you the hard hitting question? That, that was a, that was a tough one. Right there. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if we have to stop the interview. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm just coming out of the gates hot. Anyway, anyway, we're not here necessarily to talk about birthdays, even though you just had one a couple weeks ago. We're here to talk about some wrestling and just for the fans of love wrestling that may not get to know you. I, you know, I, you know, I've done some research a little bit and talk, you know, I've followed you since pretty much day one of power. You're a day one participant. You are currently the 23rd ranked wrestler on the PWI top 150 that dropped last week. How does that feel going from where you started in the NWA to now? Uh, I mean, it is definitely interesting because when I started with the NWA, there was no plans to even be get back into wrestling and so uh, about like i'd say eight months to a year in billy corrigan was like hey we want to invest in you as a wrestler and luckily at that point i was kind of ready for that step because i had wrestled previously and then you know it's like if you ever played a sport and then you become just a spectator of it you're like ah oh, i wish i could get back in there and play you know yeah and so uh, i was missing it a little bit and I and then when I became champion, I think I had only had like four matches or so with the NWA at that point. And so, you know, honestly, I was very nervous. Like, am I even ready to to be a champion? Can I can I do can I go from having squash matches to championship matches? Right. You know, so um, it was a big deal. And then I just gained more confidence and more confidence every match I went into. And now I'm at the point where. Hell yeah, I'm the champion of you know, like I and deservingly so. I think I'm a great representative for the NWA, and I'm super proud to hold a title that you know has so much lineage behind it. Yeah, which was going to be where I was kind of going to lead next with the question of the time. You said you had four matches, and then you became champion. And I think what we're sitting what 600 days, pretty close to 600 days now. I think oh, it's I have you. no, I have no. I think idea. it's you and Roman Reigns in terms of North American Championship title reigns at this point, and you've only had the one title reign. Speak on that a little bit. So that's that's and you're knocking out, like I say, you know, the who's who of wrestler. You've you've fought them all and you yeah, vote them all down. So you're 600 days into this thing, and it's only one title reign. So how does that feel? Yeah, so I, you know, in a promo back at Crockett Cup, I proclaimed myself the the one-time champ, the forever champ. And mm -hmm. that's you know, because like lots of people, they'll say, oh, I'm the the nine time champ, the whatever champ. And I'm like, well, that just means you've lost to that amount of times, you know, so that's <laughs> so 
to me, I'm more proud of being a one-time champion and I plan on never losing this thing. And so, uh, yeah, it's something that every match I go into, I feel like it's, I feel, I feel like it's a weird thing. Like the longer you have it, the more that every pay-per-view people are like, okay, now is when now she's going to lose now. She's going to lose now. You know? And so, but I kind of like that. Like, it's like, oh, when is this girl going to lose? You know? Yeah. <laughs> so I, I like I'm guilty. I'm guilty of that. Not particularly with you. Cause I think you're a badass. I'll just say it. Um, <laughs> well, I know that you're any shot you, any chance you're in the ring with the title on the line is there's a good chance you're going to take that thing home as I stumble over these words. Um, so yeah, that kind of was like, so are we saying that multiple title reigns are overrated and the one is the longevity just, you know, cause like I said, people look at the, the people look at the outsider, you know, wrestling media fans say 16 time champ, Ric Flair. Right. Yeah. But did he hold it for 600 plus days? How many times, you know, how many quick reigns? So, you know, right. are we saying it? Is that what we're saying? Oh, that's exactly what I'm saying. All right. Yeah. I love it. On the you record heard, here. You heard it here first. Yeah. yeah long title reigns over multiple title reigns any day of the week. I'm with yep. you. I am with you. Um, So I, I already kind of touched base on, you know, you're a day one NWA. You said you weren't, there wasn't really any kind of like pl plan to get back into wrestling, but you did. And you are famously known in the NWA circle as your start was, you know, Nick Aldis is heavy, if you will, or his muscle insurance policy. And you're, you didn't speak for, I, I, it feels like forever. Right. Like and that was years. <laughs> right now. I, I, I know you've talked about it in other interviews, so I don't necessarily want to, you know, rehash all that out, but I'd like to know, like, what is your mindset during that time frame? Are you going backstage going, Billy, I'm ready. I'm ready. Are you trusting that process? Are you saying, okay, just do what they need me to do. Just stay in the, not in the, not in the shadows. Cause you were the main focal point of that storyline for such a long time of it. Yeah. So I have always just sort of been when it comes to wrestling and stuff, like do as I'm told, do my job. I've, you know, I'm getting, I'm getting paid by a reason. So the boss will not pay me. So I'll do as he, as he says, but internally, after probably like the first year, I was just happy to be back in wrestling. You know, I took a while off and just happy to be around it and doing it with my now husband. I was just just happy to be there, you know. Uh, but after a year, I was definitely getting the itch to talk. I was getting the itch to wrestle. Um, and so I'm happy that Billy had that conversation that we want to best human as a wrestler when he did, because it really was around the same time when I was getting that itch. And then, so then behind the scenes, I was working with, with Tom in the ring and kind of getting the ring rust off and relearning a few things. And, and uh, so that was going on behind the scenes and no one knew that the plans were for me to wrestle. And I remember uh, when tapings in Atlanta, uh, my, my parents were there and it, it kind of was bad timing because me and Tom had just gone to the UK to visit his family. And of course it's like a holiday. So we're around Christmas time. So we're like eating and enjoying and, you know, I'm not oh, dying yeah. or anything like that. <laughs> and then I get a message from Billy saying, Hey, we want you to have like a dark match. Then And I was like, Oh shit. You know, <laughs> 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 um, but I had, I came through the curtain as a special attraction match and no one knew what was going on. Cause like we didn't air it or anything like that. It was just a dark match. And I remember seeing my parents' face when I walked through the curtains. They were just like, oh, and I, I had to like hold it in because it made me want to cry. Like their excitement made me want to cry, you know? And, um, and just from there, and like I said, like, then I had my four matches and then I was told like, hey, we're going to put 
put this belt on you and it was like whoa okay here, <laughs> right? we, here we go and then so it was but like luckily that match was with serena deeb who is just an awesome person yeah. yeah she's an awesome person she's an awesome wrestler she's a, such a professional and like so that that was a very special night for me so that's a that's a testament to you to be able to hold that in because your character was such a stoic figure yeah. of just like how do you not break in that moment like I'm getting this opportunity. So just to kind of dive a little deeper into that. So when you know when we have when I talk to a wrestler that maybe is a fantastic promo, right? Mm -hmm. They you know we talk about all right this is who I study, this is who I go to sort of like learn promo. How do you where do you go to learn facial expressions and just staying in the background and not speaking right like you don't see that very often in the wrestling world I, especially a female heavy yeah. to, a, to a male counterpart where do you go to like get inspiration for that character alone nowhere <laughs> <laughs> yeah i, just, I yeah, mean it's, like, there's not a long list i'm sure no i just <laughs> i just i i, I what helps is you know how every character is a natural kind of extension of yourself, at least like the best characters are. And people, I've always been told like, oh, before I before I met you, I thought you were going to be such a bitch. Or I thought like you were so mean. I thought you were so scary. And so I just kind of like held on to that part of me. that Because when I you don't talk to me and you don't have a conversation, I guess I can be quote unquote intimidating. So I was like, well, I just... If I'm just quiet and I just make my little facials and because I can make a lot of facials, then <laughs> I was like, there, that's all I need. And so I just, I just kind of went with it. And then, you know, as I would watch stuff back, learn from what I liked that I was doing, what I didn't like that I was doing and go from there. Yeah. Cause I, as I said, it's, I, you know, watching them back, you're sitting there going like, you're making that storyline ampled, amplified by 10 going did she just, did she just make a, what was that facial expression? What was that move? Right. So yeah, like, yeah. I was just curious, like, where does that come from? Cause it's so fascinating. Cause you don't see that. I think the, you know, obviously the name that comes to mind is in China when she right. did that with triple H, but even they at that time gave her a lot more to do. You just had to stand in the background and yeah. everybody knew at any moment you could get involved. Um, <clears throat> Excuse me on there. Uh, so yeah, speaking of which, you worked with, uh, you know, you got to work very closely with Nick Aldis, and you said you mentioned your husband, Tom Lattimore, which I have to imagine. That's got to be an interesting uh, dynamic, the husband-wife thing. Are you guys pushing each other behind the scenes? Is there some kind of like friendly com competition? Like, hey, you know, I'm holding the Burke for 600 days. What are you doing? Or is it all love no, all no, the way no, around? No. no, not at all. Like we're very much out of wrestling when we're not in it if that makes any sense like we like to keep our feet on the ground and be grounded and not really think about that but i mean wrestling is still a big part of our life obviously it's how we make our living uh tom he's a coach at a wrestling school here so we're in the ring a lot together um the only time there's a little bit of like butting heads is uh is when we'll like roll around and he's trying to teach me something just because i i it's like um it's like if you've ever had a parent coach you, there's sort of that, like, you don't want to listen to your parent, but you'll listen to someone else say the exact same thing, if that makes any sense. Yeah, no, 100%. You know, and so it's just kind of like, ugh, there. But I have to try to be like, okay, he's helping, he's helping, he's helping, you know? Because <laughs> it's like, because I, I guess I'm so, you know, so especially like when he watches my matches and I want critiques from him, it's much harder to hear a critique from him than say like Jerry Lynn because I'm I'm not in love with Jerry Lynn so his opinion doesn't like hurt my feelings whereas like my husband's 
you know, opinion is right. uh, my feelings get a little more hurt, you know? So that's, that's the only time where it makes it like a little tough. Oh, I could, I could resonate there. I actually in the shoot world work with my wife and I can yeah. tell you, it's just different vibes when it comes from your spouse. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, exactly. Exactly. But it's all, I love that. I just, I find the, the, I don't want to quote unquote wrestling power couple dynamic, just so much fun and interesting on how that would work at home. But not yeah. to get too personal, get too far off of things. You did mention a little bit, you know, in past interviews, as we get deeper and we're going to talk about this match coming up and, I think this kind of ties into some of the things that your opponent has said, opponents, I'm sorry. Um, you've talked about like, your reign and how you had four matches in and you won the belt. And then you had naysayers like we're coming out of the woodwork saying, you know, she's not ready, this, that, and the other. And how do you deal with that from a, from a performer standpoint? Because we all want to be liked in this, you know, whatever avenue we're in. And then you had those people that were doubting you, but your resume, as I could rattle it off speaks for itself. I mean, you've mowed down the likes of a Thunder Rosa, Taya Valkyrie, you know, Kira Hogan, just, I could go on and on for days with the, where, so how does that, how do you cope with that? Or how do you deal with that going forward? I just use it to make myself want to get better and better. Um, but I also do keep in mind, like, uh, we, we, we could, we could really deep dive into this, but we're not gonna, but the, <laughs> A lot of people that have something to say, first of all, they've never actually wrestled, so they have no right to, they, they have a right to have an opinion, but they don't know what it takes to be a wrestler, right? And then, right. and then I think that I was also in more of a hard position than most people because I did come from, even though I was like the muscle, people still see it as a valet type of role. So it's like, well, who are you to now be a wrestler? Like, I, you know what I'm saying? So I think that there was already people that had like doubts there just because I came from being that silent, like valet-ish role. Uh, so I had to overcome that. And then I also realized like at the end of the day, my boss is the one paying me. If he's happy with everything, is he, if he's happy, happy with my matches, that's the only opinion that I care about, you know, I just, right. none of these other people are paying my bills. So I, when I come through the curtain and I get like, you know, he's clapping and he's smiling and he's happy. I'm happy. You know, of, of course I watch it back. And like, I'm, I'm more hard on myself than anybody else can possibly be because you got to think when I watch my matches back, who am I watching? I'm watching me only. So like right. when, when you're watching a match, you're watching the whole thing. So you might not notice these little things that when I watch back, I notice every little thing so it drives me crazy right so i think as long as like i keep wanting to get better and i keep wanting to continue to like improve and work on things and like add new things to my resume and my boss stays happy that's what matters you know oh absolutely i i, I can't agree with that more you know because again like you said it i think that that the whole wrestling world that has that whole kind of like everybody you know likes to dump on things that they don't like well you're not putting yourself out there and you're not trying so it's right. a tough, you know, I get it. I, I, I respect that hundred percent. Like I said, like you, you, your resume if, for people that don't know, like I said, I could go all day and we'll, we'll kind of go with there. Now we'll get into that NWA title run. You've, you've defended that thing all over the place. Mm -hmm. uh, like I said, we're what 600 days in where would you like, if you could take that NWA, the Burke and where would you like to take it next? Like what heights do you see it going? Is there a particular maybe promotion you want to see it? defended in or a person you'd like to defend it against well i i'm defending it as long as i still have it after 
hard times three, which is the intention. And that's all, you know, of course, going into it, that's all I think is going to happen. So I speak it into existence and uh, I'll be in the UK in December. And so I'll be defending it there. Um, I have recently done some work with AAA. I would love to defend the NWA title within AAA. I think that'd be something that's super cool. And, um, yeah, I, as far as like forbidden door type of things, I don't really have an eye out on like a opponent just because with the forbidden door, you don't know if it can happen for sure. But like someone like Jade Cargill, I know like that's a match that everyone wants to see Camille versus Jade Cargill and not who knows if it will be for my title or not, but she has a title too. So maybe title for title, you know, there's, there's, there's lots of, of options out there and, as much as I like to go with the flow, I still would like to ha- get more eyes on the NWA. So I think being able to take the title to different places is a way to do that. Right on, right on. Jade Cardkill versus Camille. Tony Khan, Billy Corgan, if you're watching, let's book that. Let's get it done. <laughs> let's make it happen, friends. Okay. You mentioned Hard Times 3. Let's get into it. You know, I don't want to keep you too long, and I know that's why we're here. I appreciate you, like, let me just geek out a little bit and ask you a bunch of questions, but your opponents, Kylan King and Chelsea Green, you've beaten both of them. Right. So my question to that is you've already beaten both of them. You already know each one of their skill sets, but now it's, now it's a triple threat and it wasn't at first. And Chelsea kind of made her way into this match. How do you, how do you prepare for that? Knowing that anything could happen in a triple threat, maybe an alliance happens between you and Kylan, maybe Chelsea and Kylan are coming at you because you've got the Burke. What changes in your mindset heading into that? I mean, really, truly, there's no way to prepare for it other than just keep doing what I always do to prepare for a regular match and, and realize that I just have to be more aware if like if I get hurt a little bit I can't take a a bunch of time to recoup or anything like that because something else could be happening between them and then someone's going for a pin and then that you know what I mean so it's just like I don't have to be pinned to lose so that's the biggest kind of thing there oh baby you're messing me up Uh uh-oh no sorry he just walked in the room so I my thoughts are like, how's it going tom <laughs> he, he's already back out he's already back out oh bye tom that's okay uh, but no all the time over here <laughs> but uh you know they're both great competitors in their own way like kylan's super hard hitting and tough and then chelsea she's just sneaky like she makes it happen you know yeah. so uh it's it's just going in there knowing hey i've been in the, i've had a triple threat versus kylie ray and and chelsea at crockett cup so it's like I've been there. I've had that experience and I came out on top so I can do it again. And just, I think having confidence in yourself is a really big deal going into this type of match. Oh, hundred percent. And the, the factor of Chelsea green is interesting to me because like Kylan King, she came to NWA. She's made a name for herself in a lot of ways. She's done it the right way, so to speak in terms of what people would say. She's worked her way up that card and Chelsea and Matt, essentially came in and put the NWA on notice mm-hmm. as a day one, you know, NWA power. You've been there. You're the champ. Like, how does that, is there a point of pride where it's like, I gotta beat, I gotta beat this and keep the NWA in the hands of us, the originals and not this just hotshot couple that came in and are just trying to upheaval everything. Yeah, no, there is definitely a sense of that for sure. I definitely feel like, you know, when it comes to the locker room, when it comes to everything that I am like an OG, you know, so right. I want to keep things a certain way. And uh, I do think that, and don't get me wrong. Do not get me wrong. If 
Chelsea Wirtz, you have the title. She would get. She has a, a great following. A lot of people know who Chelsea Green is. She would have mm-hmm. a lot of eyes on it. But it's also like, is your heart really there with the NWA? Whereas my heart is full blood, full on NWA. So there is definitely a part of that that plays into it. Oh, I, I think this match is going to be fantastic, Camille. I'm looking forward to it. Before I get you out of here, I know that you came from a football background, a sports background. Do you have a team that you are currently rooting for mid-season? Like, who do you go to for the football? Oh, my gosh. So, growing up, always watched sports. It was like on TV all the time. I had my teams in, like, every single sport, blah, blah, blah. Now I'm married to Tom who could not care less about any sport ever. <laughs> and we don't have, and we don't have cable. So I don't watch oh. sports ever. Oh, really? Wow. So yeah. from all the time to nothing. Interesting. Yeah. It went from like 100 to zero real quick. And it just, so who yeah. were the teams growing up that you were all about? Uh, so uh, I actually worked for the Durham Bulls, which was uh Tampa Bay's yep. um, minor league team. So for baseball, I love the Tampa Bay Rays. Okay, and, I'm, uh, a, I'm a race I, guy. Yeah, but then I also worked for the Texas Rangers when I lived in Texas. So, like, I, you know, I know a little bit about the Rangers. I like to kind of keep to see. Like, that's the thing is, like, I'll see on social media, like, who's doing what, but I don't actually watch any games. And oh, then um, the Carolina pa- the Carolina Panther. There you go. There, there we is. go. I was, yeah. if you would have told me, I got a Rangers hat upstairs, <laughs> too. <laughs> and then the Carolina Panthers for my, uh, for my football team because I'm a Carolina girl, so – the Panthers and then basketball. I never really super had a team when I lived in Dallas. I went to a lot of Mavs games, so I mean, maybe the Mavs, but yeah, they're doing pretty good. Cool. If I would have known, I would have worn my Panthers jersey, which I've got upstairs. No joke, <laughs> my Rangers stuff. I mean, yeah. shoot. But uh, Camille, I've taken up plenty of your time. It was super fun to get to talk to you a little bit, get to go to your background, let the love wrestling fans you know, get to know you a little bit more ahead of hard times three. Like we said, NWA's uh, one of your like big events. I love the hard times pay-per-view yep. happened in November 12th or 13th. Did I have that right? It's 12th, 12th and the 12th. 13th is, and the is 13th. also a show as well. So. That's what I thought. I wanted to make sure I had it right. <laughs> um, l- before I get you out of here, let the people know where they can find you and stay up to date with what you've got going on in the wrestling world and across whatever you're doing in life. It seems like you're a busy, busy person. Yes, yeah, so I'm the most active on my Instagram, which is at Camille Brickhouse. And then, of course, there's a Twitter as well that's at Camille underscore Brick. And then, of course, follow the NWA on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and all and YouTube. So you can watch all the episodes of NWA Power and NWA USA, figure out what's going on uh, just to see not only what am I doing, but what is the NWA doing. Awesome. And as always, you guys all know where you can find me, Pluggo, right here. Love wrestling, doing my big things every Thursday night on Between Two Beards with JPJ. And you just find me on Twitter right there at Pluggo underscore. But until next time, friends, we're out. Peace.